Well, you're listening to the Menopause Movement Podcast with Dr. Michelle Gordon. And this week, we are going to watch the Dr. Michelle Gordon Show, Episode 7. Thanks so much for being here. In this episode, we're going to continue to explore Barcelona with a visit to the St. Joseph Market, flamenco dancing, and we discuss hormones, women's health, and food. Enjoy this episode. And thanks so much for being a part of the podcast. So today we're in Barcelona and we are on our own. We're out shopping and checking out all the stores. I bought a couple of hats. I went and bought a beautiful leather-bound journal. And then we went to the St. Joseph Market. The St. Joseph Market in Barcelona is this amazing, huge farmer's market, fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, all these different colors. And then after the meats and the cheeses, there's candy. There's so much colorful candy. There's Swedish fish and gummy bears and all these just amazing candies. Now, okay, I know I say that sugar's bad and it is, it is bad. But how can you resist like a little something here? Just, just a taste, in moderation, of course. Here we are at St. Joseph's Market. This is the place to get fresh produce, jamón, any sort of fresh fruit, fish, lots of fish. There's so much fish here. You can walk in there and you just, all you do is you smell fish. There's cheese, there's chocolate, there's so much stuff here. So we all decided to venture in and discover the market for ourselves. Well, we market please. I don't know but look at all this awesome color. We were uh, walking around and we came upon that market, beautiful market. It's an old fashioned market. I think it's called La Bocaria in Barcelona. Beautiful. I mean bright colors and uh, I mean you will come to a candy stand or fruit and veggie stand and everything is organized. All you want to do is like go taste or go try something different and uh, the smells there was one stand with spices only spices and they had so many different ones um, that was just walking by just like wow this is neat I was with Christy and we wanted to like wow let's test this or let's test that or woo take a picture here take a picture there it's, it was really interesting to just um, have that experience. I won't do well in the marketplace because I'm not able to barter. I ask for the price, which I can say, cuanto cuesta, but I don't know what they say back. <laughs> and I don't know how to give them another price back. I'm just lore, galore. <laughs> I had Katia, she speaks French. I don't know how we got along. French in Spain, and there, so everybody she bumped into was French. What is this thing? So we have a skirt, the top unzips if you want it to match and not be, it can go matchy. Or, or it's reversible if you're not stuck on your purse. One day, and you can go this way. It's all one size, so you can snap it all the way to this small. The St. Joseph's Market is enormous in its scope. Not only do we have a lot of cheese and vegetables and fruit, all these beautiful colors, tons of spices and all that beautiful candy. There is amazing charcuterie and all sorts of types of meat. <laughs> We've talked a lot about how it's important to eat meat on the bone and that is the, one of the best ways to eat meat. The other thing is it's important to eat organ meat. 
And I don't love organ meat. It's a, really an acquired taste, but the organ meat will give you a lot of benefits. When you eat organ meat, it provides nutrients that you can't get anywhere else, such as collagen and vitamins and other things. So it's really important to eat organ meat. Um, what's coming to mind is that don't ever eat the liver of a polar bear. It's too much vitamin A, it'll kill you. Anyway, Katya got so excited about the organ meats that were on display at the St. Joseph Market. It's pretty funny. In some way, it reminded me a little bit of a French market. There was also beautiful meat. I mean, we were looking, there was rabbits. There was uh, all the meats. And I was telling Christian, oh yes, look, they have all the uh, organs, you know? And oh, I was home just saying, oh, the liver, look at this. Le rognon, it's testicles. That's what we call rognon in French. It's the balls of a bull or, I don't know, maybe the sheep over there. I've got no idea, but there was a bunch of oh, those when you roast them a little bit in oil and uh, or butter uh, with parsley and um, oh, garlic. I'm, I'm wondering right now, just thinking about it, that's sad. But anyway, th those are delicious um, dish that we do in Europe that you can find in America because people are like disgusted. Tribes. Yum! Yum! I love it. They had tribes and those are like the intestines and oh it's a strong smell. I mean it stinks. Stinks but but so delicious. I just like I couldn't believe it. Shopping's fun, you know. I do a lot of it at home but I didn't care so much about going into the stores and looking at anything to purchase. I was just in awe of the city. I mean, in Mallorca and in here in Barcelona. Oh my gosh, I mean, really, I felt like squirrel, 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 squirrel. I was looking all over the place because the architecture and the design and the buildings and the people. I love to people watch anyway. But oh my gosh, I mean, I was just taking picture after picture of just, you know, this cute little couple and their little baby when all the pigeons were flying around in the square. You know, that, of course, <laughs> the names of these buildings, I don't think I will ever remember. <laughs> or the food that we ate or the cities we visit. I'm going to have to look at the map again. I would say that Barcelona, it's a playground. It's a large art exhibition. We can see the marks of the dark ages of, you know, the 14, 15, 1600s in those narrow, beautiful little streets with the buildings on the sides, everything crammed up, everything that screams, look at me. I've been here for centuries. I have a story to tell. For me, that's absolutely fascinating because I'm a lover of history. And every time I step into one of these narrow little streets and it's dark and, it's, and I can touch those walls, I feel like I'm, I'm going back in time and I'm leaving that and I'm seeing things that happened before, but I don't see anything though. I was just <laughs> imagining yeah. it. When we went shopping, um, I really wasn't sure what we were gonna find, but it was really cool walking through the little alleys. It almost looked like Harry Potter in the Diagon Alley. You know, it just, it went from these big squares to these little teeny alleys and there was all kinds of cool little chocolate shops and gelato and just stuff, purses and, you know, shoes or whatever. And we happened upon this really cool bookstore that Michelle went in and she bought this really awesome, like leather bound journal. It looked really old, had this really cool paper in it and just really unique places like that. So that was really, that was really cool because it's been years since I've gone shopping with girlfriends. We all had a great time exploring Barcelona on our own. We had 
an amazing time with our shopping and checking out the St. Joseph Market. But now it's time to go back and get our dance on. Flamenco dance is an age-old Spanish dance tradition, and we went to learn how to do it. Now, I've had 12 years of ballet, and I stopped dancing for a reason. I didn't love it anymore. And we went, and I really had to push my comfort zone, and Katya was happy. Even Shannon was happy. Everyone else was happy. I was really struggling. And it's important to try things that are just outside your comfort zone, just to see. Maybe you'll love it. I didn't love this, but there are other things I've tried that I really did love, like climbing up a mountain. That was hard, and that was right outside my comfort zone, but I still did it, and I felt really good afterwards. With the flamenco, I can't say I felt really good afterwards. I, I was just happy it was over. Sold the villa at the Flamenco School in Barcelona. This is her school, which you founded when? What year did you start it? I started three years ago. Three years ago. And how's yeah. it going? It's well. Yeah, you like it? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, we're so happy that to be here. We're going to learn a little bit about flamenco and the culture and the dance. I'm going to stomp my feet. <laughs> All right, let's go. Oh God, we're, this is this is like Halloween. <laughs> Just to dress up, have fun, uh, uh, stomp. Walking with me. One, two, three, four. With four clocks. So yeah, I got into it. I got a dress and I got the shawl and the whatever to put in your hair. <laughs> I even had the, uh, the fan. <laughs> it was so much fun. And she was awesome. That teacher was just super cool and, and man, skinny and the forms. Man, she had, she had. Well, I started she, grabbing her butt. Well, she, because her, her forms were like, like the way she was positioning herself sometimes. I'm like, whoa, how do you do that, lady? <laughs> just super cute. And she was so, um, willing to teach us, like, and patient with us, because I have to say, uh, that was not so easy. The arm thing, I mean, uh, no, <laughs> it was hard, it's still hard. All work in work. I'm going to have to look at the footage, <laughs> just keep on going. <laughs> That was super fun. I have a serious coordination problem. I don't know my left or my right. Uh, so, it's so, so it's challenging and fun. And uh, we, we had a blast this morning. And also the claps. It's sorda. This is called sorda, not here. Here, not here. Perfect. Just to, we are important as a dancers, but the music is important because we have to follow the rhythm. So it's all about the beat and the rhythm. And uh, you can tell when the rhythm's off. Start 
We had a lot of ladies in the little room making a lot of noise. It was great. I was so impressed with all of them. I was really, really happy. I was happy for them because, you know, biking for me was a stretch. Dancing for them was, a lot of them, was a bigger stretch than biking. And they put on the costumes and they went for it. So it was super cool. Well, <laughs> dancing probably is not my forte. I was the Chica High mascot, so you wore a big panther outfit and jumped around. You never had to be the song leader, you know, with the perfect execution, you know, that whole thing. One thing I have to say, though, is we are all so like-minded. We have the same exuberance and the zest for life, and, you know, we're, we're up for the challenge and up for the excitement. So we were making fools of ourselves, but laughing at each other and laughing at ourselves, and it was really fun. So we tried... We really did try the, the flamenco, and we felt like we got some of the dance moves down, the stomping and the clapping. And then Myra came out and performed for us, and wow, okay, so she's stomping and she's clapping, and then she starts with the castanets, and it just completely changed everything. I mean, the, the lines and the way she was moving her body, just, it was, um, it was kind of awe-inspiring, and I also knew I would never be able to do that. We did have a really good time, and she even gave us certificates of completion. Christy Oldman. Katia Laria Larina. Ole, 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 ole. Sandra Glusinkoff. So, Myra, thank you so much for having us thank at you. your studio. And for anybody who wants to learn how to dance flamenco and they're in Barcelona, come to Myra's studio. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, Myra, today at, at our, our wonderful Mm, flamenco lesson. Yeah, no, it, it, it. She's a she's a lifetime athlete. I mean, she's a dancer, and she's got you know this skinny, flat body. I mean, as a woman, just looked at her and thought, I, I wish that was my body. I mean, she's tall and lean and lines, and and this is all the the, the dancer lines that that I always coveted from when I was a little girl. So my. I just looked at her and thought, wow, maybe someday I'll, you know, get my weight to where I want it to be. But I think that goes back to, why should I even think that? You know, why do I exercise? Exercise, why? To save my brain, right? It's not like I'm, I mean, and I'm exercising, the, the, the second benefit is to, you know, try to maintain a normal weight and keep my heart in shape and get my body to somewhere where I want it. But my body's doing great. My body's really... And, and I have to remind myself of that because it's easy to get, as I think as a woman in America, it's easy to get into self-loathing. 
I think the lesson for me is to just accept myself where I am and keep pushing to become more of who I can be. We tried the flamenco dancing. Some people love to dance. I'm not one of them. But I do love to ride a bike. And what I love about riding a bike is being outside and feeling the wind in my face, the challenge of climbing a hill or a mountain, as we did in Mallorca. The thing is, is that when it comes to exercise, it's important to find something that you like to do that's just on the edge of your comfort zone sometimes. Some people are really good at running and they're able to continue to run and love running forever, but not everyone can do that. So it's important to find something that you really like, that you want to get better at, and then to spend that time with a goal, every time you exercise, to have a little bit of a goal for how, how you want to improve so you can have incremental improvements every single time. And as we know, exercise is the fountain of youth. We talked about the flamenco dancing and how it's important to have exercise in your life, especially as we age. It's important because it can really minimize our menopausal symptoms. The more we exercise, the better our menopausal symptoms appear to us. And that may just be anecdotal, but I can tell you from my experience, the more I am consistent with my exercise, the less symptoms I have, especially with the hot flashes and the night sweats. I was telling the girls this morning during breakfast, I said, this is incredible. I could ride my bike for 100 miles and absolutely not feel tired with my knees, not feel any pain in my joint. But uh, yesterday we walked through Barcelona, what, uh, 12 kilometers, four and a half miles, and I was dying at night, dying with my knees. I, I had pain in my knees that I never had before. And I've been riding my bike for, what, two and a half months and not feeling pain and doing some long climbs, long, long distance uh, rides. So that's interesting. That was really interesting. And I, I felt it right away when I first started um, riding that my knees never bothered me. So this is a sport that I really, truly want to pursue more and more, knowing that, you know, I'm fine with my knees. I had ACLs on both of my knees. So it's, uh, it's the, I don't know, the walking pounds on my, joints, um, I've got pain in my uh, meniscus, uh, I don't know, I just, but not when I'm doing rotations, so it's interesting. I just love to do great things and have fun, and you know, life is too short, you know, I mentioned to you guys before that I lost two very, very close, and we've all lost siblings, and we learned a lot about each other. Life is too short. I'm 52, but you know what? My body might say I'm 52, right? This is healing, though. But, you that know, bruise. I Holy know. Cow. It's kind of colorful, right? Look at that bruise. Are you guys getting that? Kind of colorful. Oh, Holy but cow. You know, but, you know, that's just a bruise, and that's just a scar. While other people get tattoos, I have a Mallorca scar. But 
seriously, I know it, it just sounds so cliche, life's too short, but it is. I mean, I may be 52, but that's just a number. I am so still young at heart and just have a joy for life. I love to live and I hope I can stay here for a long, long time and still continue. And if that was my message to anybody, you know, like I mentioned girls, little girls and stuff, don't wait till you're 52. I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting that I waited till I was 52 to do what I want to do and do the things that I want to do. But I just wish that there were more women, especially women right now that think menopause is just it's the end of their lives. I've told you, Christine, before that some of the symptoms are really annoying. Having a hot flash in the middle of like a hot date with a hot guy, that's no fun, right? Or looking for your reader glasses because you can't read the menu, plucking your chin hair, growing gray hair, whatever it is. That's just life. And I love the fact that we now have a voice to let other women know and be encouraging to them that this is not doom and gloom. I, we're going to have people knocking the doors down for season two, I'll tell you what. I, I think I'm a little scared to fall, but you know what? Nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to stay with my girls and we're going to ride. We're in Spain. I didn't even know that riding a bicycle on these massive mountain roads in an island as beautiful as Mallorca was on my bucket list, but... It got put there, you know, by necessity. I checked it off, and I want to put it back on, man. I want to, I want to do more. I, I was talking to my husband about, man, you need to get a bike. I am tired of riding by myself, and I would love to just go. I mean, we just moved to Michigan from Kentucky, and I really want to explore northern Michigan. It's beautiful up there. We could take our bikes, ride around to, through the bays, and there's wineries, and there's all kinds of really beautiful scenery, and, and the Upper Peninsula is fantastic in the summer. And I just want to do stuff like that and go kayaking and stand-up paddle and, you know, adventure vacations. Really never interested in me. I mean, come on. Give me a palm tree, a beach, a lounge chair, a little umbrella drink, and I'm happy. Now I just want to go and do things. So that's pretty cool. I think that one of the topics that was very uh, interesting to me was uh, researching the history of menopause. Being a historical novelist, I was just so curious to see how as women have we been seen throughout, throughout the centuries. And, um, and we're always looked up as crazy. We're crazy. I mean, we, we, we have these, these, these reactions, not because we're going through one crazy hormonal change after the other. It's because we are crazy. It's not our system that, you know, rebels. You know, at 12, 13, 14, whatever age, you have your period. Then, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years later, uh, uh, you have children and your hormones go just completely all over the place, up and down and back and forth. You lose your hair, your boots go up and down. You, you know how it works, right? Then 10, 15 years later or 10 years later, you start being uh, perimenopausal and then you're, you're being called crazy. So I, I, think, <laughs> I think that uh, the, the way that, that uh, history has labeled us uh, throughout centuries, um, has, it was probably uh, the most in interesting part for me. And hey, I'm crazy. It's okay. I love it. The surprises, the adventure. The, I had no idea what to expect coming to Mallorca. I knew there was mountains, but I didn't know there would be tough mountains. No, it was awesome. It was everything. 
the restaurant, the food. Oh my gosh, the food! Oh, the food that was that was delicious. The sobrasada, the jamón, the vino. I, I never drank so much vino in my life. But um, no, fun, super fun. What I noticed about being in Europe. Uh, versus being in the U.S. is that the portion sizes are much, much more controlled, and it's easy to overeat in America, and it's a little bit more difficult to overeat in Europe. And I'm not saying I felt hungry when I was in Europe because I didn't. It's just that when we are when we're in America, and we go out to eat, we want to make sure we get our money's worth. And you know, the, there's the supersized portions, and there's the you know Texas-sized portions, and we tend to get Especially if we go out for, say, steak, you know, we want to make sure we get the biggest cut and the best cut. And in reality, the the size of your meat portion shouldn't be much more than four ounces, and any more than that is a little bit too much. In the Mediterranean countries, the meat is usually an accompaniment to the vegetables, and that's probably a good way to look at it at going forward, especially moving toward health. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Dr. Michelle Gordon Show. Next time, we're going to meet with a couple of the ladies from the show and talk about what went wrong, what went right, and the whole adventure through Spain. Don't miss it. Hey, thanks for listening to the the Menopause Movement podcast and joining in. I really appreciate you. And if you liked it, please head on over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a positive review. That will really help us out. And don't forget to sign up for the Menopause Workshop. You can sign up at menopauseworkshop.com. I'll see you there.